Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, this is Dan Trottencheck with the Taking Care of Business podcast. Um, and as I look out my window yet again, we are having some beautiful weather and beautiful weather means spring projects. And some of those spring projects that are taking place everywhere right now are paint related. And there is just so much going on in the industry right now that we thought we would invite onto the program someone who knows a thing or two about paint. And so our guest this week is Todd Gatesy. And Todd is the general manager of the U.S. dealer and retail for PPG Architectural Coatings. So one of the leading names in architectural coatings and a fellow that has a lot of experience in the paint side of the business and just in the industry in general. Um, so we're going to have a good chat with Todd, but hang on one second. Uh, we're going to give you this quick word from our sponsor, and we will be right back to talk to Todd about paint. Hey, everybody. We wanted to welcome a very special guest to the Taking Care of Business podcast uh, this week. We're talking to Brett Polachek, who is the National Account Manager with Sacrete. And for those of you who haven't heard, Sacrete just launched a partnership program with NHPA called Building a Strong Foundation. And that, and that program is really built around Sacrete helping with our efforts to develop young leaders in the independent retail uh, world. And so, Brett, first of all, uh, we really appreciate your support of the program. But secondly, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do at Sacrete and tell us a little Everybody knows the Sacrete name, but maybe just tell us a little bit about what Sacrete is as a, as, as a brand and a company. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me uh, on behalf of Sacrete on your podcast today. Absolutely. Um, you know, as Dan mentioned, my name is Brett Polachek, uh, the National Account Manager for Sacrete. I've uh, been with Sacrete for about two years now, and I oversee all of the relationships with our national independent accounts uh, with the main focus of making it easier to do business with us, growing sales, and really just getting the brand out there into the market. Yeah. What, what is it? You, you know, again, like I said, everybody's kind of familiar with with Sacrete and what it is. And it's kind of one of those staple items that you see at home improvement stores. But but t can you tell us just a little bit about what Sacrete means as a brand and a little bit about kind of like the history of the product and company? Absolutely. So I dug up a few nuggets for today's podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, as most of you know, um, we are known as the original bag concrete mix. Sacrete was founded in 1936 uh, in Ohio by Art and Mary Avril. Um, they owned a ready mix plant and noticed that there were a few contractors coming into their, their plant asking for some drippings or the extra excess concrete oh. for smaller projects. Um, after a few dozen came in, they realized that there was an untapped market on the pre-blended bagged concrete opportunity. So um, being the civil engineer that Art was, he started designing and patenting the process for bagging the pre-blended pre concrete. Um, and then all that was left was the name. So him and his wife, you know, sat around the table and as the story tells, uh, picked the name out of the hat, Sacrete. Uh, and again, they got that option from the contractors bringing sacks uh, to yeah. the concrete plant to be filled with these drippings. So uh, once they had the name, they were all set to go. Um, in 1936, they produced 36,000 bags of concrete, all hand-filled. Uh, and today, we're uh, in the hundreds of millions. So we've made 
made quite the step step forward in that process. It's amazing to think you guys are going to be coming up on a hundred years then pretty soon. But uh, like I said, it's kind of that staple item that, that you'll find in, in, in hardware stores, home centers, lumber dealers all, all around the country. So, uh, so, so definitely a brand with a long history. Absolutely. Well, and, and one of the things that's exciting about this is we always love at NHPA when, 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 when companies like Sacri come to us and say, listen, we obviously want to promote our brand and our product, but we also really believe in the independent retail segment of this industry. So we want to know what are some of the other ways that we can partner with you guys to kind of help uh, ensure the future for independent retailers in this market space. And, and when you guys reached out to us, you know, we, we were always excited to have those kind of conversations and you guys were so open and saying, Hey, what are the things we can build together? No, no, no pun intended, but, but the truth is we did kind of build this program from the ground up. And, and you guys said that you wanted to, to kind of sponsor things that could help uh, influence, educate, and, and, uh, and, and really help build that next generation of leaders. So out of that came this, building a strong foundation program where you guys are are really kind of underwriting this editorial content that we're producing for our magazines that's all about employee development. And, and in addition to that, you guys are sponsoring two scholarships for our uh, retail management certification program. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, what made you outreach, kind of that make that first outreach? What is it about the independent segment of the market that's so important to SACRI? Absolutely. Um, you, again, you mentioned it. And there's so many avenues and there's so many opportunities out there. And it's just getting the knowledge and listening and figuring out what those opportunities are. And you know, at the end of the day, Sacrate wants to provide the best product to our customers and end users. Um, and we've realized that you know to do that, we have to put a huge emphasis on the independent channel because a yeah. lot of our customers are going into those stores and buying our product. So really want to have a huge emphasis on that. Um, and again, as you know, the independent dealers you know, have huge benefits to them, you know, when they're able to provide their customers with elite customer service, you know, a personalized, tailored approach to each one of their customers, uh, help them through their project uh, through its entirety and the adaptability. You know, we've gone through so much over the last couple of years and for them to be nimble and to be able to pivot. And there's so many, you know, things that they can do to, you know, make their make their business valuable. And so, you know, the independent channel is unique and, and definitely want to put that emphasis on it. It's my it's my one and only job and focus um, at with Sacri is growing that channel. And again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we just want to listen and figure out ways where we can help them figuring out what their struggles are, what their uh, hurdles that that they have to that they have to jump over and figuring out ways we can help. Because at the end of the day, we want to provide that end user with the best product possible and the best service possible. Well, and we certainly appreciate that. And you guys kind of gravitated toward this employee development and leadership development, which is, is I would have to say, as, as the association representing these independent retailers, that is certainly kind of a top of mind topic right now is kind of the workforce is changing getting those employees and being able to take them and develop them into even more productive employees and, and, and making a greater contribution is 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 really certainly kind of top of the list of things independent retailers need to do. What, why was leadership kind of a, a focus that, that resonated with you guys? Very good question. So, you know, Leadership for us, you know, it's, it's very important. And, um, you know, looking at the people that we deal in uh, day in and day out, it's, it's important to have someone, especially those business owners and those future business owners 
to have the right tools to be able to run their business. You know, running a business isn't easy. Uh, right. It takes years of experience, takes a lot of knowledge, takes a lot of uh, failures uh, to finally get up to that mountaintop. And we just felt like the retail management certification program, you know, you know, going through a couple of our original, you know, phone calls and you guys explain what it was with the university level instructors, the industry leaders, you know, we just felt like Sacrete had the opportunity to be able yeah. to give that, you know, chance to our two scholarship uh, enrollees to this program uh, and able to us to reinvest into that program and into the community and the independent channel. You know, it's not like we're not going to benefit from this. You know, we're going to be able to, to visit in on some of those training sure. sessions and, you know, our marketing, uh, our senior marketing brand manager, myself will be attending in Indianapolis and yeah. being able to learn firsthand from those instructors and be able to, to really gain some uh, much needed knowledge on, uh, what the independent channel is facing and how we can help. Well, again, we appreciate it. And, and we appreciate you coming on the program to kind of kind of talk to us uh, about why it is that, that Sacrete supported NHPA and independent retailers. And, and just a note to our listeners out there, I, I always like to point this out is that, that, you know, our main audience is independent retailers. And the whole reason that our association exists is to help independent retailers uh, run better and more effective operations. So when it's time to pick partners for your business and those products that you go, that go on your shelves, I always encourage you to look at these companies like Sacrete that are that are saying, hey, we want to do more than just sell you our product. We, we really believe in, in you as a part of this industry and we want to find ways to support independent retailers. And Sacrete has done nothing but step up to the plate uh, and, and kind of put their money where their mouth is in supporting these programs and, and really kind of helping build that foundation that will ensure that there's continued success. Uh, by independent retailers in this channel for, for years to come. So, so Brett, thank you so much for your support of the channel. Thank you for support of NHPA. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we got out of here? I know I've seen you at some of the shows here. And so, so I'd imagine, we'll, you know, if someone wants to come up and shake your hand later on this year down, down the line to make sure to look, look for you at some of these upcoming shows. But anything else you wanted to add for our listeners? No, absolutely. And again, uh, I know we're not perfect and, and, you know, we're continuously learning and figuring out ways we can help support the independent channel better. So again, if you see me, uh, you can get all my information on our website. Uh, please reach out, let me know how we can help. Um, but a couple of things I want everyone to do is to, to go look out and search our social channels, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, go like, subscribe, view some of our content. We're really trying to bolster our brand. You know, we're the, the brand for the pros. And so, we really want to, um, you know, be able to offer that to everybody. And then finally, uh, Concrete Combat is our seven-episode mini-series. For those nice. of you who haven't heard, uh, basically what it is, it's Dirty Jobs meets, meets Iron Chef. Uh, it's, <laughs> we pit top contractors together and basically uh, put them in different concrete challenges, all the way from building masonry walls and fence posts to concrete slabs and shower pans. So. Season finale was actually recorded at our booth at the World of Concrete in Las Vegas in January. Nice. So we're in the process of uploading that season finale and we're going to be uh, promoting that all year and hopefully uh, season two shortly to come after. So go check it out. Um, but no, appreciate it, Dan. Thank you for your time and thank you for uh, allowing us to, to help out with the NHPA. 
Thank you so much, Brett. And and anybody interested in learning more about RMCP or Sacred's Building a Strong Foundation, make sure you take a look at the June issue of Hardware Retailing Magazine or go to our website, which is yournhpa.org and look at RMCP. Uh, Brett, thank you so much. And again, thank you to Sacred, the entire brand family. We appreciate you guys' support and, and let's keep building on this. Let's have this be a foundation to build on for the industry. Thank you. Absolutely. Todd, thank you so much for taking uh, time out to visit us here on the Taking Care of Business podcast. Dan, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that it is sunny and beautiful out right now in most parts of the country. So like you said, that means paint. So yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> we're excited about that. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, hopefully we're going to get uh, a good stretch of good weather um, and, and everybody can get out there and start scraping and painting and doing all those projects that they've been waiting all winter for. Uh, Todd, again, thank you for coming to the program and everybody knows the name PPG, but why don't you tell Tell us a little bit about exactly what you do for PPG and kind of some of your unique history within the industry in general. Sure, Dan. I mean, look, I've been in the, I, I'd like to say I was almost born in the industry. I started in the paint industry at 16 years old, right? So uh, I've learned a lot, but still yet a lot to learn, right? Uh, so exciting industry. But for PPG, I mean, currently, as, as you'd indicated, I'm the general manager for the U.S. dealer and retail business, right? Mm-hmm. So we all, and really that's, you know, partnering, you know, when we call them dealers are really our partners, right? We partner with our dealers every day. And, uh, you know, my job is working with my team, our partners, and to obviously go out there and, and execute well, you know, promote PPG, promote our independent channels, right? Yeah. And go out there and get the business from our competition that we know we can. I mean, as we've seen in, you know, through 2021 and, you know, just incredible growth as you look at our independent channel. So it's exciting to be a part of that channel, um, you know, and to watch it to to continue to grow. But my history in paint, like I said, it dates back to to when I was 16 years old. I never remember or I always remember opening a gallon of spread satin at Kmart, right? Yeah. And, and ever since then, it's, it's, you know, my history has been with, you know, Kmart, it's been with, you know, uh, a small manufacturing company in Detroit, uh, you know, we manufactured and we sold through our stores, um, you know, working for an independent dealer, a great experience back in Michigan, then coming on board with PPG 20 years ago, working with the high performance coatings group, working with stores group, and now working with the dealer group. So excited to be here. Well, well, again, thank you for bringing all that experience and knowledge to the program. And and uh, I've been around the industry for a, for a little bit myself, and it's interesting because even as long as you've been um, a part of the paint side uh, of what we do here. It, the last couple of years have been really different. I know certainly for me in, in just about everything or anything that I've seen. And I'd imagine it's kind of the same way for you. Um, and, and really any company touching home improvement, whether it be paint and coatings or lawn and garden or just about anything has just seen this kind of crazy activity over this period of time that we've never seen this kind of growth that we're experiencing now. And, and along with the growth that you talked a little bit about also come some of the challenges. So I'd be interesting to hear from you. What do you see kind of going on out there right now, both on, on, on the sales side, but also kind of on that supply chain side, which is, which has certainly had its share of uh, challenges keeping up with the increases in demand. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you mentioned, you know, you can't write a, you know, nobody, nobody had a book on this, right? When you look at, you know, COVID, when you look at global supply challenges, there's no book to go back to, Dan, right? So, you know, you're learning, you're pivoting, you're being flexible, right? And uh, that's the key. But yeah, you know, I'll talk really and kind of focus on, on supply. You know, it's truly has, it's gripped the industry, it's fluid. And and the most frustrating, I think, not only thing for us and our customers, it's unpredictable, right? So our customers come to us every day. Well, what are you seeing? Where is it going? Right. Every day is a new day, you know? And I think that's the thing that we're, we're trying to communicate, you know, the, the supply uh, constraints, you know, to our customers, but again, it continues to change. So, you know, one day we're saying, hey, here's what we're seeing. And then all of a sudden the next day it changes. So it's so fluid. Um, it's complex. You know, we we just don't have recovery dates yet. But we know, look, it certainly there's better times ahead. Right. You know, as we get into the springtime, as we get into, you know, through Q2, Q3, hopefully into Q4, you know, hopefully we start seeing those slow tick ups. But right now, you know, it's hard to say. And again, that's what frustrates our independent dealer channel. That's what they get frustrated about. And quite honestly, Dan, we do also. Oh, uh, sure. And just to kind of echo what you were illustrating there, the the members of the manufacturing community and distribution community, I mean, we talk to them from from all different kind of sides of, of the home improvement channel. And it just seems like it, it is one thing after the next. I mean, it's it's whether it's raw material challenges, whether it's shipping and trucking challenges, whether it's import challenges. It's just, uh, you know, one thing uh, one day and a different thing the next. So I, I completely understand and, 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 and would echo what you said earlier that it's, that it's fluid. And, and with that fluidity, it's hard to get your arms around a direct answer. If it was just one thing, it would be easier to say, oh, well, we can figure out, we can figure out how to straighten this out, but it just seems to be one thing after the next. Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, for, you know, for us and our customers, it's, in, you know, what's important is, you know, what, what are we doing? What are the steps are we doing to try to overcome it? Right. Yeah. I mean, those are critical things, you know, you know, we're, we're looking at all of our formulas. How do we substitute ingredients, right? Paying premiums for raw materials that in the past we would never have done. Clearly freight is a major issue for the industry. And I think really that's going to carry on through 2022 and 2023. You had some COVID issues, Lack of training in the drivers, right? Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole piece that that I'm I'm sure this will spread a little bit further than just the raw material piece when you're looking at freight. I mean, we're increasing our workforce wages just to secure yeah. and quite honestly maintain. We need people in our plants. We need people in our distribution centers to be able to execute for our customers, right? It's important that we recognize the hard work they've been through through a pandemic, through a global shortage of raw materials. We want to retain those people. That's critical because we're not able to execute with our customers if we don't retain that. So we are doing all those things, vertical applications, possibilities, right? Those are things that we're always going to look at and things that we're currently doing just to make sure that we're doing the best uh, that we can for PPG and our customers. What, you know, we've all been through these changes in the last couple of years and, and you obviously are kind of the tip of the spear as it relates to working with your dealer network. What are you kind of hearing from the dealers in terms of what they need or what some of the changes that they're seeing and how are you guys kind of trying to respond to some of those needs, maybe in different ways, sort of adding on to what you were just talking about? 
Yeah, look, look at I think it's really it, it's about flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about pivoting. You know, you're learning something new as you're manufacturing, you know, you're manufacturing products, right? And and things are so fluid. You know, one day you're making this and then the next day, oh, well, we can't make that anymore. We've got to pivot. So we've got to be able to pivot. And we've got to remain flexible with our customers, right? And it's communicating and making sure that our customers know exactly where we're going and where we're heading. And sometimes that gets frustrating because we don't know the end, yeah. right? In some of these things, when you look at it, you know, you know, global supply, right? But truly our dealers, they just want answers, you know? They want to be able to tell their customers something. This industry has never... You know, you could talk about a lot of industry, but when you're looking at the coding industry, we've never experienced anything like this, right? So this is new for all of us, but it's communication, it's flexibility. And I know we're going to talk about dealer exclusive a little bit mm-hmm. later. You know, that's the the flexibility we want to give our customers through this process is is critical, but that's what they want, right? But ultimately, they want material so they can sell it, yeah. you know, and that's our job. How do we figure it out? How do we do things differently? Um, you know, every day is a new day. You know, we've got to be flexible. We got to be, you know, incredibly nimble to pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, those are important things for us right now because that's what our customers want. Well, and those are really the same strengths that a lot of your customers have is that kind of market agility to 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 respond and communicate to the specific needs of their market that really make their operations unique. So so you guys are kind of operating with the same skill sets just at, at, at kind of different points within the channel. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, and really, Dan, on top of all those things, you know, you still have to innovate, right? right? You still got to come out with new products and we're, we'll talk about some really unique new products. I mean, how do we give our customers the best chance to win in the marketplace, right? Yeah. That's, that's our jobs. That's what they expect of us. Quite honestly, that's what they demand out of us. So during all of this, you still have to do all these other things, right? You got to ship paint on time. You got to get paint you gotta, or you got to make it, you got to ship it, you got to innovate, right? right. You've got to be, you know, do everything to keep costs down, right? I mean, these are things that, that we have the responsibility to our customers to make sure we go out there and, and execute. And those are things that we do every day. Tom, what do you guys do? Uh, you, you know, because I want to talk about that here um, about innovation, because that's been that's been really a, a topic for discussion over the last couple of years. Before we go there, I want to ask you a little bit about this concept of kind of communicating, because one of the things we have heard from a lot of dealers throughout um, the last couple of years is, y- y- you know, it's really helpful. We, we understand what's going on in the supply chain. We understand when there's challenges and shortages, obviously to a certain degree. But, but one of the most important things is that, that um, our partners are communicating with us. So what is it that kind of falls in your lap as kind of that, that the, the, the person that, that's in contact with the dealers? What are you guys doing to make sure you're communicating and make sure you kind of stay ahead of that curve and stay on top of things? Yeah, look at it, it's that one-on-one communication with our whole, you know, our, our entire customer base. Yeah. And it's really hard to do, Dan, right? Sure. But, you know, you send a letter out one day and then the next day that may change, right? And then, you know, it's always, well, this is what the letter is, right? So we have to really get in front of our customers, have that candid conversation and let them know, look, it, it's fluid, it's it, it pivots, mm-hmm. it changes, and that causes the frustration. So really right now, what we do is just continue to communicate that one-on-one, you know, myself, my, my senior regionals, our, our, our dealer reps, our key account yeah. managers, and just walking everyone through this. Again, a lot of frustrations when you see demand so high and you can't get the products really that you need to sell, right? We, we, we understand that. Trust me, we're in the business to make oh, and sell oh, pain. Sure. We, we want exactly the same thing. So 
us and our partners really want the same thing. It's just, you know, how we get there and how we communicate. So it's that one-on-one touch point. It's being at the shows that we were talking earlier about with Renee, you know, talking about our messaging and, and where we're at and where we've been, but more importantly, you know, where are we heading? You know, we'll get out of this, right? Where's the future? Where do we need to move things? How are we going to move things for our partners digitally, right? Mm-hmm. Those are really important things that we still have to work on during a pandemic or coming out of a pandemic, I should say, coming out of global supply chain, you know, issues. With all these other things, you still got to innovate. You, you still got to digitalize, right? Because ultimately, we feel that's where the marketplace is going and, and our partners need us for that. And we've got to go out and execute that. Well, well and, and that's a good segue onto this concept of innovation. Because, because again, one of the things that we continue to hear from, from retailers is that there have been concerns that, you know, with everything going on and, and all cannons, if you will, focused on getting product and getting that product into the supply chain and getting it through the supply chain, that there's been real concerns that we've heard from retailers about, you know, what is this going to do to stifle innovation? Because, because again, you know, the, the independent dealer networks really rely on things like, listen, we're the ones that are going to bring new and innovative products to the market that are going to help you get your job done better that are going to help you complete your tasks more efficiently and and with better results. And, and, and there has been growing concern over the last couple of years that as people have been so focused on just filling orders, what what happens to that innovation? And I know you guys, as you said, have, have been very focused on on kind of kind of keeping all those plates spinning at the same time and and not really backing away from innovation and, and developing um, new products and dealer exclusives and, and things like that. Why don't you talk us through a little bit about you guys' philosophy on that and kind of what those results are and what you guys are kind of getting ready to do in terms of innovative products and launches? Sure. Well, you know, one of the, the things, certainly when you're talking about, and I'll, I'll kind of separate this, when you're looking at innovation, right, of products, right, you know, the, the our, really are in something we were working on pre-pandemic, right, pre-COVID, you know, our copper armor. So our PPG copper armor with Corning Guardian technology, it's the first of its kind in the United States. And tell, right? our, tell our listeners who might not be familiar kind of with the proprietary side, what, what exactly is that and what makes it unique? Yeah, it's the uniqueness. It, it, I mean, it's a paint capable of eliminating 99.9% of viruses and bacteria okay. on the painted surface within two hours of exposure, hmm. right? So within two hours of exposure, right? right? Yeah. And it provides continuous protection for up to five years. So again, it's, you know, those are the things, Dan, that we have to still, you know, look at. And it's not only that, right? I mean, there's things that we are looking futuristic. There's more things, but we're super excited about, you know, as we look at PPG Copper Armor and the capabilities, Mm -hmm. especially when you're looking at our independent dealer network, right? You know, I often say, you know, just innovate, right? Be a, be a great supplier and get out of the way, yeah. right? Yeah. Help them because they're going to go out and they're going to execute. We just got to get out of the way, but we got to innovate. We've got to make sure we're there with these type of products. But, you know, PPG Copper Armor is, again, it's it's very unique and it's a way to, you know, for some customers to get into those channels that they've never been in before, right? You know, you look at a dentist office or you look at a hospital, right? Or if you look at retail space, right? How do you kind of attract that type of business? And maybe you haven't before. Or maybe, you know, maybe you do have that business and you're looking at this as a DIY, you know, to say, hey, a customer comes in, hey, let me tell you about this technology, yeah. right? You know, and, and those are important things. And, you know, this technology can can run through many different channels, you know, in regards to, you know, you look at, 
even hospitality, if you're staying at a hotel, right? What's the upside of that? So, you know, innovation is critical, you know, for our business. Um, so that's the innovation piece. Right. Dealer exclusive, look at, this is about what I said earlier was flexibility, mm-hmm. right? We wanted to take, you know, products, you know, you know that, that quite honestly, you know, as you look at our Manor Hall, I mean, the, the Manor Hall sub-brand, it's home really is a dealer roots, right? Yeah. I mean, it started as a dealer product. It's really bringing this thing back home. It's our, it's our core sub-brand. It's, it's when you think of Manor Hall, you think of PPG, right? We wanted to bring that into our independent dealer channels and say, hey, look, it really, this is going to be into the, into the dealer uh, channels only, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to sell these products again, but yet still giving our dealers flexibility if, hey, you want Manor Hall and you want that dealer exclusive product, great. But if you want the same great products that you bought before, you can still do that. So we have to understand that our customers want flexibility. But, you know, throwing the, putting that line, that line up out with Manor Hall interior and exterior, our PPG Wondertones interior, our Weather King exterior, Ultra Height interior, really was key, you know, to be able to, to say, hey, look, let us give you flexibility, right? And quite honestly, we've been building inventory for many, many months, okay. you know, with our customers. And I think that's a big thing that our customers have to know is, and we tell this, and I, I, I talk about this all the time. We are focused on our dealer channel and we're going to show it when we launch it. So we're excited that we're almost ready for this launch here in April and to have, you know, raw materials. And again, it's going to be a challenge, but we'll have more raw materials in our dealer exclusive, uh, you know, buckets. So, you know, we're, we're, we're at, we're, we're, we're protecting that channel to make sure that they have great products you know, new innovative products, right? Technologies are not old, they're new, fresh ingredients to be able to go out there and execute. And, and talk a little bit about the, that, that, that sort of flexibility within this brand family. Is it something that you see um, retailers kind of mixing and matching to suit the needs of their market? Or, or is it really, I can take on all of these and expand my market or, or a little bit of both? Yeah, I think it's really a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, you've got both both areas where they say, you know what, I really like the 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 fact that Manor Hall is a key brand. You know, we are now bringing Manor Hall exterior back into the fold. Okay. We haven't had Manor Hall exterior across our entire network, and you know that resonates with with our customers and and their and the customers' customer, right? You know, we want that to resonate with the customers' customer. Like they're going to walk in and say, "Wow, you got Manor Hall exterior," right? So there's a pickup there, and, and we know that. But again, that flexibility we want to give our independent channels, it's critical for our success. That's what they want. That's why we 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 went down this path, you know, early on coming on board. You listen, right? And you listen, and you listen, and you listen, and then you know, okay, we've we've got to give flexibility um, to our customers, and and that's what we're doing with with these brands, despite you know the raw material challenges that we have, right? You have to innovate. You have to think of things differently. And that's what we're doing. So we're really excited about this launch. And again, we're about a month away from well, it. Well, and, and you talk about innovation, you talk about flexibility and and kind of another word that I think really goes along with that is, you know, evolution. And, and I've said this a lot when I've talked about kind of the pandemic is that the last two years have really served as an accelerator to evolution for businesses is that a lot of the things that, that maybe we were looking at the, the, the direction that an industry was headed, um, you know, and looking at a five, 10 year horizon really got accelerated over the last 
couple of years. How, how do you see that kind of evolution taking place? You know, and you mentioned earlier things like digital tools or in-store services, products, operations. What are you seeing and hearing from your dealers and how are you guys kind of addressing those, those evolving needs of the market? Yeah, I mean, certainly we we know that, you know, as you're looking at the, the digital world, right, we're in it. We've seen that. We learned that from COVID, right? right? I think at one point we said, hey, would people really order paint online? Yeah. Well, guess what? They are, yeah. right? The reality is they are, right? And and people get comfortable with that. You know, you see in the food industry, I would have never thought, you know, I would order my groceries online and, and going to pick them up, right? Things have changed, right? And we want to make sure that you know, we're working on those things to offer those digital services to our customers, you know, to our independent channel that they know that we're a trusted partner, that we're doing the right things now, you know, for the future. So, you know, digitalization is is key, that in-store services is key, the, the products, the, you know, operations of all that, it's key, but we've got to be the one that's going to drive that innovation and help our independent channel be there um, you know, and have that availability to, to those digital tools. So those are things that we we're working on. We continue to, you know, in, you know, in, increase our, our e-dealer platform for our customers. We're going to continue down that innovation path, right? Um, that's not going to stop. And, you know, we have a focus from our, our key performance indicators from our very top of our company, quite honestly, that, Hey, look at we've got to be there for our customers and we got to think outside the box. And those are the things, Dan, that we're doing and we're going to continue to do. Let me ask you this um, again, because you're you're obviously out there communicating and, and working with the dealer network. Just a general question. How are the dealers doing? Uh, and I don't mean, you know, from a from a sales perspective, but but there's been a lot thrown at them. And, and, and sometimes it just helps to say, you know, how are you doing? I, I mean, I've heard a lot of, you know, we, we've used the word frustration today, but, but a, a lot of the, there's good frustration, I guess, and bad frustration. And, and what are you hearing from the dealers just about how are they doing? How are they keeping up with demand? How are they dealing with all the challenges today? You know, it's, 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 well, one that that's, I mean, there's a, a really important piece that you, you said, right. You know, as you look at, how are you really doing? You know, we can talk about sales, right? right? The independent channel. I mean, we were just at a conference and talk about the independent channel, record sales, right? right. But besides that, how are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. As we as we talk to our customers, you know, certainly they they love, you know, the collaboration, right? But it's tough, right? Yeah. And in certain markets and certain channels and how you resource, and you have to imagine you have all different you know, independent dealers out there, right? You have your one person store, right? Uh-huh. That, is, you know, is every day they're sitting in front of the customer, you know, they can't sit on their computer and try to get materials, right? You know, they're frustrated at, at something else. They just don't have the availability to go and, and, and get materials when they want it, right? And then you have the other dealers that may be in a different situation, right? So I think overall, look at their, their happy, you know, with sales, Um, you know, for the majority of them, uh, but some of them certainly, you know, aren't, and some of them haven't seen that, that bounce, right. And it, it could be in quite honestly, it's due to raw material shortages, right. You know, that we just can't get everything where we need to get it, um, on time and, and, and with the global supply chain chain, it, it, it complicates things, but overall, look at it's, it's, you know, sitting there in, you know, and, and Renee was was at the conference that I was at and seeing all these entrepreneurs that are very successful mm-hmm. from the one person store all the way up to, you know, 100 stores. The one thing that I, I realize is they're very successful and they can pivot quick and they can get through this. Right. 
but we have to be there as a partner to make sure we innovate, making sure we're giving them flexibility, make sure we're doing everything we can to put them in a better position to win. And so I think for that, they're, they're in a really good, they're in a good position, a lot of frustrations. We, we certainly all understand that. Um, but ultimately they're looking futuristic, right? Like, you know, when we're getting out of the pandemic and when the raw material supply, what happens then, right? When we're sitting in a really good raw material supply, where's the demand going to head, right? You know, we, we have statistics and we do a lot of, you know, data that shows, hey, look at that pro market's going to continue to grow, right? We want to grow right with that. You know, we want to continue to put in products that are going to help our customers grow. So, you know, as they, they look at the future, that's some things that they're concerned with. It's not only about right now, they have this a lot of demand, trying to get materials, selling a lot of stuff. But what happens, you know, next year, right? Mm -hmm. And those are some of the things that really they're focused in on. But overall, it's healthy. I mean, it's a healthy market. Right. Yeah. It's healthy demand. Supply's not there, right? <laughs> and and that's unique. So, you know, look at we want to keep demand high. Hopefully as we get through this, as we as we get stronger in raw materials, we can make more products. And, you know, you'll see those frustrations certainly go down because they have to sit in front of the customer every day and, and walk them through this. And every day a painting contractor walks in and asks that same question, rightfully so. And every day we have to answer those questions too. And it's just about being together and making sure, you know, we do get those frustrations out. We're there for each other um, and, and ground truth, right. And transparency. Sure. And if we do that, then we feel that, you know, our, our, our partners and us, you know, we just have a much you know, a much better relationship, you know, when we're executing at that level. Well, yeah. And I think that's one thing is that you've seen um, the uh, companies that are willing to be uh, offer that transparency and, and build that trust um, has really kind of been under the microscope over the last couple of years. And, and that I think what you're just saying there about this, you have to be transparent and, and bad news doesn't get better with age and, and, and all that sort of stuff um, that that's really kind of come through and hopefully kind of set the bar a little bit higher for those kind of relationships between the vendor community and the dealers uh, moving forward. But, but I agree 100% is, is we're not sitting here in a bad position. If you were sitting here and there was no demand and supply was plentiful, I think that's, that's, we'd probably all rather take the situation we have right now than something like that. Because, because, you know, if that demand stays strong, once the supply chain catches up, boy, you, you know, that's, that's, that's good news for everybody. No, and look at, we, we, demand needs to stay, you know, demand, if it's there, you know, you know, we'll all be high-fiving, right? You know, so, it's sometimes closing your eyes and seeing what that looks like, right? But getting ahead of that and being prepared for it. Yeah. I think that's the important piece. How do you prepare for that? You know, our independent channel as far as, you know, inventory and cash flow. I mean, all these things come into a really big play with them, right? And it does for PPG, but we also want to make sure that we're ahead of that. We understand that and we're able to pivot quickly to, to execute with them when it does. Demand stays high. We get more raw materials. We make more paint. They sell more paint. Yeah. We partner in a great way. But what does that look like, right? What does it look like when you are able to supply that, right, at that amount of rate? Sure. How are you going to attract new talent, right? Those are big things that for us, it's important that we understand those challenges and what can we do to help, right? We have the same challenges, you know, also with, with people, right? But as demand continues to skyrocket, 
um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a people business, right? Mm. And you have to have people to, to be able to go out there and execute on that demand. So we also want to make sure that we're ahead of that too. Uh, when things are when things are in a healthier position. Well, Todd, I told you before we hopped on uh, the recording that that thirty minutes goes by pretty quickly, <laughs> and and here we are. So, is there anything else before we before we uh, wrap things up that you wanted to make sure we told our listeners about, or anything that you wanted to touch on that we didn't touch on? No, I mean, I think we really touched on 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 many things. You know, at PPG, we're going to continue to innovate. We're going to continue to partner. You know, the digital aspect for the future, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be ahead of it. It's critical that we're ahead of these things. So no doubt about it, a lot of challenges still in front of us, but communicate, um, you know, ground truth, that transparency, you know, that's important. So, um, you know, that also takes time and, uh, you know, we're just, you know, we're just grinding through it to get to that point, but still thinking futuristic to be able to meet the demand when it's there. Thing. Yep, absolutely. And 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 thank you guys for doing things like continuing to innovate because that's that's what really keeps the entire channel moving forward. Um, uh, we appreciate your time and your insights, Todd. And, and I will close out that, you, you know, I know that you and our producer, Renee, were at a conference together uh, last week. Um, uh, and and I learned something uh, that you were kind of one of the leaders of the karaoke uh, sessions down there. And so I was going to, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but maybe we'll invite you back to the podcast sometime in the future and we'll pick your favorite karaoke song and we'll have you sing us off at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's born to be wild and I'll just leave it at that. Renee knows what I'm talking about. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, now you've set the stage for a return visit. So I, excellent. that's right. Todd, thank you so that's much for right. talking to us today and thanks for the insights. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Nearly 200 retailers have asked us to notify them when other retailers decide to sell their businesses. If you are considering options for exiting your business, NHPA's Retail Marketplace can help you find motivated buyers in the industry. Or maybe you are on the other end of the spectrum and you're looking for new opportunities to grow. Sign up for notifications to be among the first to know when retailers decide to sell. Learn more at yournhpa.org marketplace.